This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to another episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. This episode is a really special one, families, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. Uh, Terry and I had the, what feels like a real honor to sit down with Ole Glowheed from Overcoming Odds about his story, about um, so many ways that he developed um, resilience in his life, and the things that he made it through as a kid and the things he's all about today as an adult and what he's doing to help others in the world is really moving and inspiring. And I know you guys are going to love hearing his story. I think there's so much power when we share stories, right? And I know I work with so many families from all over the world who are actively seeking to end painful generational cycles so they can create family legacies that they are proud of. And we, you know, we know that that's not easy. You have to have a, um, an intense level of persistence, resilience, and just a drive to keep going, right? Because there are days when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just falling into old patterns or I'm doing exactly you know, what was done to me, or I'm, I'm falling, you know, I keep going back to my old patterns um, or habits. And it really takes a brave, courageous soul to say, no, that's not okay. That's not what I want for my future. I'm going to try again tomorrow. I'm going to get the support I need. And I'm going to courageously step forward to um, continue to strengthen and develop resilience in my life. And so I know you're going to love today's episode. Enjoy this episode. And, um, and let us know what you think. We always love to hear feedback. So make sure you are subscribed to the Fresh Start Family Podcast. If you aren't already, you can head over to iTunes and just click the subscribe button really easily. And if you love this episode, uh, make sure you leave a review too. Reviews are really important in the world of iTunes and they help us get seen here at Fresh Start Family, which when we get seen, we help other families, right? We get to reach more and more parents from all over the world who are needing a massive dose of encouragement and support and guidance. And um, by leaving a review, you really help us to be able to get in front of more and more eyes of parents from all over the world. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for being here. We appreciate every single one of you. Every week that you push play on our episodes, uh, know that we are grateful. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode where we are talking about the path to resilience with Oleg Lohid from Overcoming Odds. Welcome, Oleg. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you for welcome. having me on. You know, it's it's a pleasure to be on you guys' platform. And Wendy, as you and I had a chance to chat a little bit earlier today, I really admire that the work that you guys do and everything that you've built as far as a space for people to be seen and heard and supported throughout this journey. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, well, thank you. We are so excited that you said yes to be our guest. Um, funny story, I was watching the news one day. One of my like favorite things to do is just to make dinner and watch the evening news. Or maybe, <laughs> actually, this might have been the morning news one day. Anyways, I saw you on featured on our local San Diego news one day, and I like stopped everything as soon as I like heard a little bit of your story, and I was like, oh my goodness! I texted my assistant, and I was like, we need to have him on. His story is incredible. So instantly, I just felt this like light beaming from you and so I'm so excited for our listeners to hear more about your story and what you're doing with your nonprofit organization um, that's called Overcoming Odds and um, it's going to be really good. So this conversation we're going to have today, families, is we've, you know, we, we were kind of brainstorming earlier, what should we call this episode? And we decided that um, the path to resilience, is that what we decided? Like, is that, I was believe that it? so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And we're going to talk about three things specifically um, that, you know, can help you really lean in to resilience and thrive there. So number one is this idea that the more you can believe in yourself, like more than you ever thought was possible. Oleg's going to talk to us about that. Number two, he's going to talk to us about how there really is no challenge uh, too great to overcome. And then number three, how we should prioritize the why over the how. So we're going to mm-hmm. get into a lot more details about what we mean by all of this. But first, I, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell the listeners your story, your incredible story, and um, how that brought you to you know um, become the founder of Overcoming Odds and then what mm-hmm. you guys do today as a nonprofit organization. Tell us all. Tell us, Give us all the details. Uh, I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me on the show. And my story begins in a foreign country called Russia. And the mm-hmm. town that I was born in is called uh, Chibarkul, which is in the direction of Kazakhstan. And for the first couple of years of my life, I had a rather traditional upbringing as far as I had a, um, I was going to say a set of parents, but that wouldn't be true. I had a mom mm-hmm. and I had my sister and we all lived under one roof. The story behind my dad is it's actually there are a couple of mixed stories behind it as far as we don't really know if he was even in the picture from birth. Uh, one of the other stories that I heard was that he might have actually been um, arrested for some of the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. So until about three to four years old, I had this rather normal upbringing as far as living under one roof with my mom and my sister by my side. And then something had changed. And my mom went from being or or trying to become a nurse to an alcoholic. Mm. And for any of those that are listening and who have experienced similar circumstances, when your family gets put through a similar challenge like that, your whole dynamic changes completely. And so as part of the challenges and the different changes that I had to accept within the life is that my mom chose to become an alcoholic. She supposedly went to my sister and she said, this, this child is for you. Mm. My sister at the time was 18 years older, so she was probably in her mid-20s. And I could only imagine the difficulty of the relationship that she had to embrace within this new role. Because all of a sudden it went from, here's my brother, to possibly, here is my quote-unquote son. That's or, a lot. Here is, yeah. here, is, here is a role of a mother that I have to play to him. So... I, I still trying to understand, and I know that she did the best she could as far as helping me raise and, and, and really grow up the person that I am today. 
But as part of those challenges and the, and the new changes was that my sister, there there were there was a lot of uh, dispute between the two of them because, well, and I, and I understand why it happened. One of the reasons is I think because when my mom told my sister that I was essentially hers to take care of, I wasn't. I'm not sure that she was ready for that responsibility, yeah. and so I'm sure that she blamed my our mom for the fact that well how could you do this to us so for the following five years until i was about nine years old i had kind of seen it all i i've found myself sometimes um, not having enough food i found mm-hmm. myself sometimes kind of bouncing between one house to another and really just trying to find shelter and a place to call home to be honest with you and I, I've seen different forms of abuse. I've, I've seen instances where I almost saw my own sister take my mom's life. Yeah. Um, I've, see, I've seen a lot of very traumatic experiences at, at such a young age. But at the same time, it's all of those experiences that shaped me who I am today. Yeah. And so fast forward to when I was nine, I was presented with an opportunity to change my life and what i mean by that is i was given an opportunity to go into a russian orphanage wow so as a nine-year-old kid i actually gave up my parents rights and went into an orphanage because i thought that that was going to be a better option for me yeah well yeah that that probably seemed like wow like uh like such an avenue where most people would look at that and say Wow, poor you. You probably were like, yes. wow, there's there's actually some structure here and people that yeah. can give me some kind of care because you weren't mm-hmm. it sounds like you weren't receiving much at all. Mhm. And and that's how it was described to me. In fact, I remember this appointment that I had my sister and I went into it was kind of like city hall setting and the person that was sitting across from us she had described the setting that I would be in within that particular orphanage. Kids to play with, food, roof over your head, everything that I wanted to hear. At that right. particular moment. Yeah. So I, I probably told myself, sign me up. When, when can we start? You know? Yeah. But it was within that first week that I realized, especially after being given a tour around my particular family at the orphanage, that it's not exactly as it was described. Right. Mm. That a lot of the discipline and the things that we were taught weren't just, hey, you need to do better at this. But rather, it was physical punishment. Yeah, it was mental abuse. I mean, it can, I can still recall the times where, two or three times, I ran away from that orphanage to go see my mom and my sister, and essentially just wanted them to take me back. Yeah, but there was nothing they could do at that point. And I remember one of them. I had I returned back. Obviously, I was late. So yeah, and the only way to get into back into your family was that there was one door. And typically the door was open, but I guess I didn't really understand that it wouldn't be open forever, that Mm -hmm. there's only a select number of hours that you can get in and out. So I came back too late and I had to ring the doorbell Mm. and I was busted immediately. Whoever opened the door screamed upstairs, hey, Oleg's in the building and and the caregiver gathered the whole family. And she actually had... Two older orphans abused me in front of the whole family mm. just to, to teach a lesson of what not to do. Right. And, you know, but the, the other thing that I want to focus on as part of that experience is that as much as I wanted to look at the time 
at the orphanage as this horrific experience, what I ultimately begin to believe is that it was that place of opportunity for me because it was that system that got me out. Right. And what I mean by that was when I was 11 years old, one of the things that we were required to do, in fact, all the orphans were, was to somehow participate within some form of music. So whether it was playing the piano, dancing, singing, and I had somehow naturally gravitated towards singing. I can't tell you why. I had no one <laughs> in the family that did that. <laughs> nice. And all of a sudden, I started to notice that I actually had something within me. It was one mm. of those hidden talents that I realized that there's there's something there. And my teacher saw the same thing. And so slowly, I noticed these small classroom lessons turning to us performing in openings of zoos, competing amongst other schools and orphanages, and actually winning prizes. To me, it seemed like we were winning gold, but really it was just like flip cameras and bicycles. <laughs> but it, I've never received prizes like that before. Right. So I looked at it as like, wow, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like, how do we, how do, we do this forever type of thing? Nice. And... Fortunately, in 2005, we had received a letter from an adoption agency in Ann Arbor, Michigan, called Hands Across the Water, and they essentially invited a group of us to come here to the states and perform in in front of some of the future adoptive parents who are looking to adopt kids from Russia, performed at some of the churches. We stayed here for two weeks. Mind you this, I didn't speak any English. Wow. I was a 11-year-old kid. I spoke zero words of English. The only way we could communicate was through a paper dictionary and Google Translate. Mm. Another challenge within that was that I was a teenager. Mm. And as two of you can imagine, yeah. taking the time to take a step back when you're, when you're having an emotional breakdown and find the right words in a dictionary mm. was not going to be the set of behaviors I followed. Right, <laughs> yes. So, so I would get frustrated and throw the dictionary away. And my parents and I will laugh about it now. It, it, it wasn't so funny back then because right. we really go and figure it all out and, and spent time in, I spent time in therapy and, yeah. and they did as well. And it's like we, we tried all these different things and really all we were trying to do was how can we communicate under one roof, under one, within that one household because both of us didn't – to start off, we didn't understand the other's language. So wait, back up. I feel like we mm-hmm. missed a part of the story here. So you're touring the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. You came mm-hmm. to visit you this organization in, did you say Michigan? Yes, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then, so it sounds like a family said, we would love to bring you into our home? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and so um, what age were you then and what age are you now? Back then, I was 11 years old when okay. that process started, and I'm 26 now. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't speak any English at all. Here you I were. Did. Somebody said yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't speak any English, and, and the way that I started my whole journey was with one of those alphabets where you pick up a letter, and it says A, apple, B, wow, banana. Yeah. yeah. And you pick that up a couple thousand times, and then you kind of move on to the word and then the sentence structure. And for for those, for any of you who are listening, and whenever I've been told this many, many times that English is one of the easiest languages to learn, um, I'm going to disagree. English (laughs) is extremely complex. There are just certain things that even now, as 
I would consider myself, I guess, a native speaker. Yeah. There's still things that, that don't make sense to me. I, I can look at one thing is like, well, why is it this way? Why, like, who would write something like this? So it, it was a huge challenge being able to not only learn the language, but you also have to understand that when I was adopted, you had to learn the language. You had to um, go through the schooling process. Mm -hmm. And the way the schools are set up is that sixth grade is not really sixth grade. Sixth grade is already seventh grade. Seventh grade is already eighth grade. Eighth grade is already high school. And then as soon as you get into ninth grade, you're practically preparing for college. Right. So everything was accelerated. And I was in the middle of this where... I had to not only learn that, but learn the language, learn the family uh, dynamic, learn how do I even make friends with somebody that I don't speak their language. Oh, so I can see of... the resilience just like mm -hmm. just building in every single step of this journey, just mm -hmm. massively, like amazing. Mm -hmm. You probably felt every emotion under the book, though. I bet there was there's so much going on internally. Um, yeah. You said that there was frustration, though. Like you said, you wanted to throw the dictionary across the room. <laughs> you want to do this. So, like, did you, in those moments, um, in your path to this resilience that we talk about, like, how did you express yourself or your emotions, or, or did you? Probably. Yeah. You know, I, I think a good portion of it is that I just let it out. Yeah. I, I let it out, and I, I, I didn't. I don't think I fully understood what the quote-unquote right way of doing it i just did it and my my parents and i we learned the hard way as there yeah. is i think about almost anything in life is you always learn the hard way and um you know there were times what i what i would either get angry at certain things or just don't even know how to communicate and my mom and I would just see each other in tears because mm. we, we we just didn't get it. Like I I would get for, I would get upset at her for something or for having some sort of um, expectations or rules because mind you this they also have their they also have a biological son my brother right. who's a little bit older than I am and as part of it what they try to do as parents was to support us in the best way they can. So giving us a set of rules and some chores and things like that so we can develop yeah. work ethic and everything. But to me, that was that was a foreign language. Right. You know, when yeah. I, whenever I was told to, hey, son, could you please empty your dish? Could, could you please empty the dishwasher? I would just say, why? Right, right. Like, what? You know, I've never seen a dishwasher. In my <laughs> like, why would I do that? Or yes. Like, well, you know, that's why just would such... I mop the floors or why would I walk the dog when I've never even had a dog to take care of? Yes, and so it's I, just I such just... normal tween teen exactly. stuff also. And then some of us are just power people where we're like, why, yeah. why, why? No, no. Mm -hmm. It's like we have a little girl who in our work, you know, we teach positive parenting here at Fresh Start Family and we teach parents that everyone's designed differently and some kids are just the question askers. They're the ones that push back. They're the future leaders. They're the future mm -hmm. um, founders of organizations and the future, you know, stage speakers and TED Talk people like you, you know? So mm -hmm. that sounds like you probably had a little bit of that in you where you were like, why? Well, you wanted, no. <laughs> you wanted to understand first. You didn't yes. just like, yeah. yeah, fall in line. You wanted to understand. Yeah, which yeah. is so yeah. normal. Oh, and, my gosh. And that's the biggest challenge, you know, of it all is what I've learned is especially as I got 
older was that I believed when I was younger that my parents should have all of the answers. Mm, right. That my parents supposedly have this blueprint of what it means to be a parent and they're following it. And as long as I'm <laughs> in alignment with all the steps, then I'm going to be fine. But then as I got older, it's like, no, they're just people right, who yes. are just older than I am, but they're still trying to figure it out. And yeah. every kid's going to be different. So yes. the way that they had to parent my brother was entirely different from the way that they had to parent me because yeah. I was from a whole different culture. I was also coming with a set of experiences that I was trying to process when it came to a lot of this trauma. You know, yeah. I, can, I can remember the times where after being adopted and I was very fortunate and still am to have a just a really phenomenal set of parents, but that doesn't mean that I didn't miss the family that was still there. Yeah. And so I would lock myself in the room and just cry over the fact that I was missing my mom. Yes. Yeah. Because she was halfway across the world. So it's yeah. not like I could just go and visit her whenever I could. It's one of those things where I, I would be very lucky to even get on the phone with her. And she didn't have access to that. So my last time speaking to her was two weeks prior to being adopted. Right. That was the last time I heard her voice. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you. But then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. 
Yeah, so I can see how like all these odds just start to stack up where, you know, it could have easily gone a really hard route for your life. And instead, it obviously um, went a direction now that people see you on the news and they're like, I need you to come be on my show tomorrow. (laughs) Like you obviously took your life in such a different direction where you created this future where now you are using your story to help others and to encourage people to have courage and to have resilience. So tell us like as, as the story goes on and you're here in Mm -hmm. America now, you've got this family and you guys are working through it. I love that they like had stepped up and said, all right, cool. We're not only going to get you therapy, but we're going to get therapy too, because therapy is Mm -hmm. not like a, not a bad thing. It's just someone to help us. But then like, as you got older, when did you decide that you wanted to really start speaking your voice on a public format? which is so courageous and mm-hmm. start putting it like, when did you have the idea for this organization and tell us more mm-hmm. about what you guys specifically do, all that good stuff. I think it all actually started about three years ago, but the, the process and the build up to it started maybe as far as eight, eight years ago. One of the first times I remember I was driving with one of my best friends from home and we were driving and we all of a sudden stopped at a mall called Bryward Mall in Ann Arbor, and I just broke down in front of him. Mm, I broke yeah. down because I had missed my home country so much and so many different elements, and I felt that prior to that moment, I didn't really have any opportunities to share that with other people besides my parents. Yeah. So for me, it was an important aspect to share who I truly was and what some of those experiences were with people like him because it just brought us that much closer. Yes, yeah. So when when I think when we talk about courage, one of the things that I've learned along this journey is that courage is like an onion. There are many layers to it. It's not like one of those days where I woke up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be courageous today. I'm just right. going <laughs> to share everything. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. And, and really what it boils down to for me is getting comfortable with your own voice, getting comfortable with the message that you are telling yourself. And then from there, you get to determine of whether or not the message is meant to be heard by those surrounding you or if that's solely for you. Right. For me, to begin with, it was solely for me to process, to understand. Then I started to expand my group and I started to share it with my friends. I started to share it with my parents. And then it got to a point where I was sharing it with strangers, people that I've never met in my life. Now, there's a danger within that. And then sometimes when we share it with strangers, the common assumption assumption that I was making was that I would be judged, I wouldn't be understood, and who knows which aspect and what information they do with that after they hear it. So it took me at least five to six years to be able to kind of develop that courage and, and really understand that this story, there is truly something. Yeah. You know? And so... It, it, it really put me in this position three years ago where I remember I sat down in front of my laptop and I made this choice to share it. I made the choice to share it because I felt that I had healed through so many elements of it. And the other part, the other reason why I chose to share this particular story is that I also understood that there's so many other people within this world 
who share the same exact experiences, but yet they're not being heard yes, throughout the journey. Yeah. And that's what we really started to do, and that's what the, the space is, is it started off as simply a website where people can share their journeys of being adopted, going through the foster care process. And what I wanted to focus on was I wanted to focus on all elements of that story. I wanted to focus on the good, the bad, and everything in between. Yeah. Because what I learned was that a lot of the organizations, at least at the time, were only focusing on one or the other. But if you really think about what the world is, the world is not gr- the world is not black or white. The right. world to me is gray. Yeah, and it's so, all of the above. Yeah. Exactly. It's all the experiences. And that's what we try to, to do with it is really just create a space for other people to share their experiences. Now, what we've learned since is that this message doesn't only resonate with those who are part of the adoption or foster care community, yeah. but it's also refugees, immigrants, LGBTQ, people who have just gone through hardship in life and, can yeah. able, and are able to relate from a point of a loss or uh, what it means to be loved or what it means to belong somewhere. And so for us, the vision changed slightly as far as having it be catered specifically towards the two groups of adoption and foster care. So we expanded our vision and we've learned that at the end of the day, we as people are so much more similar than we think we are. Yeah. And I think sometimes we choose to label ourselves as one particular group or one particular profession and it becomes that much diff- it becomes very difficult to connect and and for the longest time that's all we see ourselves as i'm an accountant i'm an accountant now and i'll be an accountant forever but what about the roles that you play as a son as a father right as as just a human being who's there to give to others and so that's really what i wanted to do as part of my own personal journey is to create this space and also document as much of my experience as possible to help people understand that the path that you have and the path that you are aligned on is completely unique to who you are. Yes, yeah. And that it, it should be viewed that way. There's no reason to categorize all of us into one box and say, you know, we are all accounts or all we do is this because we're we're so much more complex than that. And in fact... I think when we really can step into kind of this courage of being who we are, I think that's when we're really able to connect with others and inspire others despite of all the obstacles, despite of all the odds, that we can overcome whatever is in front of us. Like that's I firmly yes, believe yeah. that there's no challenge too difficult to overcome. Oh, I well, love it. I think, you know, you, you, you keep talking about this um, desire for connection that I think is the universal thing. <clears throat> amongst us all and that we're all on a journey too mm-hmm. you know I have, a, I have a friend that always you know says that and he says what a journey what a journey and i know that he's saying it with such pleasure and also such pain too mm-hmm. and because it's both it's it's everything yeah. we're, we, mm-hmm. we all want to share in this connection and this journey that we're on but so many people just build up walls around it and you've seen and felt so many reasons to disconnect but you kept pushing yeah, you kept pushing. Yeah, and it's and I love this idea, or like that. Um, you know, it's it's it is 
it is so different. Everyone has different experiences. And at the same time, there's a lot of common ground. And so yeah. when I heard your story, I thought of all the families that listen to our podcasts and are in our programs. And these are families that often are really choosing consciously to um, have a lot of hope about their future and to take a lot of like an intentional different direction than the way they were raised or the experiences that they had. And I love when I heard you, when I heard you speak and I, I hear you talk, I hear such a, um, I don't know if you'd call it like a, a positive spin, but it's, it's, we all learn so much from our experiences growing up mm-hmm. and, and the homes we were raised in. And, and, and yes, that all often includes the good, bad and the ugly. And mm-hmm. when we become, older adults older like for you i mean it became it was very young but many of us like as we as we become adults and especially as we have children we really get to choose like we get to choose the direction we're going to take our life in and and a lot of it is going to be really hard work right i mean mm-hmm. we have so many families that do like a full 180 from the way they were raised where maybe they're in their homes there was like fear and force was like the norm there was yelling there was screaming there was there was hitting, there was like corporal punishment, there was like f- this fear, intimidation, and they hear or the abandonment, mes- like you or abandonment yeah. or mm-hmm. anything. And they hear this message that we teach at Fresh Start Family and they say, oh my gosh, I want to learn more because when I hear that message, my heart expands and I want to take <laughs> my life and my children's life in that direction. But mm-hmm. that takes a lot of hard work and that takes a lot of resilience and that takes being like the black sheep and and I know like I love I relate so much to your story about developing your organization and developing your voice because I remember years ago I you know I I the way I run Fresh Start Family the the way I I like to share my voice is like with extreme vulnerability like I just tell people how it is I share about my mistakes I tell about the times when I like F up so bad with the kids or (laughs) grab their wrist too tight or lose my temper. And I remember like still to this day, but definitely many years ago, I would like write a blog post or, and I would push publish and I was like, Oh no, like people are going (laughs) to judge me. Like, and what I found was that like, Mm. so many people were like, thank you so much for saying that because that's that's behavior I dip into also and it's very like it's it's exactly like the way I was raised and I want to change that I don't want to be that person anymore I don't want to be the person that slams the doors and screams like a volcanic like reaction every time my kid spills their milk you know but again it's like definitely ending painful generational cycles and um, I just think there's a lot of commonality in, in what you're talking about of of people just sharing their story and it's not about coming down on your on your on your parents on your past and when i hear you speak i just hear you speak with such respect to it because mm-hmm. it i you know a lot of times i'll hear people say um you know i i'm who i am today in spite of the way i was mm-hmm. raised and it, and i always love to you know encourage them to change that up to like i am who i am today because of what i went of through all of, of all the things and because like negative or really hard, painful situations can actually cause you to take a beautiful route in your life. Um, It's just whether you have a support or not, right? So community becomes so important, which is so cool about the Overcoming Odds organization that you have is when you have community, Mm -hmm. you you can do so much. When you're alone, it's very hard, I feel like. 
Yeah. It's not impossible. Like, but it's just so much better when you have community and you're like, all right, we're all sharing our story. And it can all start with one friend. It sounded like it started with one friend for you. And then your choice to be vulnerable with that one friend and not Mm -hmm. care, care about crying in front of another human being, which always brings us closer. Always. (laughs) And also is, um, a gateway to to strength. Cause I imagine after you had that cry with that friend, like you stood taller and you said, that wasn't, that wasn't all I feared. Like, you know, and, and, and then you, 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 you march out of that with a newfound resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think both of you, what, what both of you have mentioned it, that's important to note within that is that we do have a choice at the end of the day. Uh, we all of us have a choice as far as how we continue to live our lives and whether or not we allow our past to define our present and our future Yeah. and which elements we choose to carry forward. You know, for me, for the longest time, when I began this process of really reframing and and giving myself the opportunity to understand these experiences from a completely different lens, and that is not for what they were, but for what they could be. Yes, yeah. And people would reach out to me and they said, well, how can you be grateful for this? Or how can you look at a place like an orphanage and find that as a place of opportunity? Or how can you look at your birth mom as someone who was actually there for you and and there are lessons to learn from? And I said, well, here you go. My birth mom, I truly believe, taught me or was one of the first people that unspokenly taught me the persistence and drive. The reason why I say that is because the nine nine times out of ten when I came up short in looking for her on the streets or wherever she was, the message that I continued to repeat to myself was that if I just look at one more place, yes. day after day, just tell that to myself, just one more place, one more place. I pushed myself more and more. And the reason why I am who I am today, and I, I firmly believe that whenever you get a no, you're just that much closer to a yes. yes, yes. You just haven't had a chance to speak with the right person or connect with them from something that they can relate to. And so... It, that's that those are the things that make up who I am and so I'm I am grateful for who she was because yes she may not have directly taught me that but because of her existence I learned that along the way and I can look back at it now and it's and tell myself that I was driven as a kid and I'm yeah. driven now yeah it's all because of those experiences so I think part of this journey what it also made me realize as far as this whole concept of choice is that I firmly believe that decisions, there's no good or bad. It just is. I mean, all the decisions make up who you are. And so once we start to label it as far as, ah, damn, this was a bad decision. Never going to make that one again. Well, you have to make that one in a similar shape and fashion again because that's just part of this whole life. And this whole concept of failure, I think what failure really means is just an opportunity to learn, to grow. But we choose, and I don't know how language was developed to begin with, but a lot of those labels, they just had one definition. And for me, I was very fortunate to come into this country at the age of 12 and essentially learn this language over again and question, well, why does failure only have one definition? Can it be something else? Do I get to choose what it could be? And so I approached and continue to approach all the words 
with the same passion. Anything that doesn't really align with who I am at my heart, I believe that I have the power to redefine that for whatever it is that I view. So the this whole concept of resilience and always finding a way, we all have it. And that's the most important part. I mean, anyone who has ever gone through a challenge, yes, it may seem like the most painful time, painful thing in the moment. And it truly could be. But really think about it. You're still alive. Yes. You made it through it. You found some way. Some person along the way gave you a hand. Hey, I can help you out with this. Or what are you struggling with? Yes. And then you were able to see another day. So as painful as it seems in the moment, you can always get through it. You can always find the way as long as you lead from within. One of the things that I really admire about what you guys have done and and what I chose to create with Overcoming Odds was I remember when I was first developing this business to begin with, I was tugged in so many different directions and people said, hey, it needs to be this, you need to do that. And one of the first things that you have to do as a business is once you have a concept, you have to go out there and find that first client and make that first source of revenue. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to become that first client. I'm And sure, I may not make that first source of revenue for myself, but I'm going to create something and that is character that money will never be able to buy. Yeah. So for anyone that's starting a business or that's starting a group or any sort of initiative, always lead from within. Always lead from your own perspective. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night, knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of 
parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yeah, and then we wow. and we would take That's that awesome. we would take that to parenting. And what we're talking about, because um, so much of what we talk about all, always comes back to like family stuff. But the the idea of like resilience and never giving up and having like the courage to keep going and realize that every day, like normally, if you can take a step back and you're and you're really applying good healthy strategies in your homes. There is something to celebrate. There is small yeah. steps of success. And you are still alive. Your kids are still alive. They didn't kill each other. You didn't kill them. <laughs> like, it's there's progress. But so many people get stuck. I hear this all the time. Those, you know, people will say, well, it didn't work. It didn't work mm-hmm. when I was kind or patient or compassionate or showed empathy or gave them a choice. It didn't work. But people have to realize that, like, a life, like raising human souls building a career, (laughs) you know, like, you know, forming a new life in America, whatever it is, like, it's going to take time. Like, it's going to take persistence. It's going to take hanging on and trying again and and going back. Like you said, that beautiful lesson that your mom taught you that literally bring, like, makes me want to cry because it's, that is like so a part of who you are now. And Mm -hmm. she taught that to you. And it's like such a gift that you know, you don't give up. Mm-hmm. Like if it's it is if it's within you to go find your mom, you go find your flipping mom. You mm-hmm. do not give up. Like if it is if mm-hmm. your heart is calling you to like teach your kids how to resolve their conflicts peacefully as siblings, you don't give up after the fifth time. You yeah. keep teaching keep them how yeah. to speak to each other with respect. You keep teaching mm-hmm. them how to make amends after they freak out on each other. Like <laughs> it's gonna take you two hundred and seventy times. You don't give up. Like, I'm just, I love, like, this is why I love your message so much is because you represent almost like the hardest situation. And it's, you're Mm -hmm. you're here to say like, yes, it's hard and you can do it. You can totally do it. You can do anything you put your mind to as long as you listen to your internal guide, your heart, your moral compass. Like, what is that? You know, whatever you call it, the small, still voice of God, your heart, like whatever, but... And the, and the whole idea of like it didn't work, I think, implies that there's somehow we're going to see some finish line mm-hmm. in in every stage of our life when mm-hmm. we're, we're never finished. And so, <laughs> you know, like if it's, you know, hard day, good day, good month, whatever it is, you, you're not finished. So there is no such yeah. thing as it didn't work. It's just what are you going to do with what you learned in that situation or or. What is the what is the takeaway so that you can continue? Um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as as part of what you just said, I, I firmly believe that we never actually figure it out. Right. What does that mean? Yeah. What do you figure <laughs> out? You figure yeah. out the next step, but you don't actually figure out the ultimate thing. I mean, you think about what life is. It's just an, it it's evolving. It's a process. Yeah. The, the whole concept of, I think, when we even think of success, 
I mean, for me, the way that success was first presented to me was that there is this final destination that I'm going to hit one day. I'm going to wake up one morning and be like, boom, I'm successful. Right. Well, that's not true. Success is the, the process. That That's what it means to be successful. And so throughout it, Wendy, as you were mentioning, is that it's really important to be able to take a step back and acknowledge the small victories. Yes, yeah. And And tell yourself that you, I mean, really think about it. You are successful today. You don't have to be any more than you are today to yeah. tell yourself that you're successful. If you can choose to look at it that way and pinpoint the things that you have successfully performed today, you can find those. Yeah. I, I remember I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about gratitude. And one of the things that I started to do well over a year ago is I actually came across uh, this book with another friend of mine, it was called 365 Thank Yous. And it's this person's journey, essentially, every single day he wrote a thank you card. And so I've always been this type of person who just picks up a task when it speaks to my heart and just start doing it. Nice. And so every every single day, and in fact today included, I write a thank you card to one person in my life. And mm-hmm. some of them are random acts. Some of them is a person that I've just met while bumping into them at a grocery store or something and they smiled at me and they shared a joke and made me laugh and yes, yeah. And then I found a way okay how, you know is there a way I can send you a card or something like that and and the the whole concept that you guys had mentioned as far as not giving up one of the first times that my mom's story actually came to life was we were putting together an event ironically enough called Path to Resilience in Ooh, Philadelphia oh nice mm-hmm. It was last year, and part of that event, one of the things that we had to do was that we had to find five hotel rooms for the the different number of speakers that were flying in for that particular event. We had to call 127 hotels to get five yeses. We got our first, I, I remember I got our first yes after I had called 124th hotel. 124 times I picked up the phone and about after 50, that's when I realized that it, there were so many things that I learned throughout the process. But when you talk about just the drive and just the persistence yeah. to do it, when, you know, when you set your mind to it and when you tell yourself, as, as Tony Robbins does, that you must do this, that you must find a way to do that, your mind has no other option. Right. Your mind puts you on the journey where you're going to figure it out. So for me... I remember when I hit that call 50, I just started to ask them questions. <laughs> what do you need to hear in order for you to say yes? Oh, I love it. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? What do you guys need? And people opened up. Right. And that's the biggest thing. The other thing that you guys had mentioned is that oftentimes we make all these assumptions. How are people going to think of me? Are they going to think of me as less than? You know, I, are, are they going to look at me any differently? Are they going to accept me within my tribe and oftentimes we are the ones that actually talk us out of any action and we truly never know until we try and then we start trying and people start connecting and it's like wow i thought of this would be completely different and then all of a sudden you may have your lifelong friend forever 
Yeah. And that's what a lot of people find when they get into like our membership program. You know, they feel like the black sheep in their town because they're the only ones that are like getting down on their kids' eye level and like talking to them instead of just smacking them behind the alley. <laughs> and then they meet people within the, the bonfire within our membership group where they become lifelong friends or they become like, they just feel like, hey, you know, if, if I wouldn't have ever stepped into this learning and, and realized like, hey, I'm not alone and there's so much commonality. Yeah. Um, I, I loved also your point of um, success and like, what is that? And you could be successful today. And I think about it in relationship to, you know, how how we coach people is success could look just look like, do you feel more connected with those around you? Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you acted out of integrity with who you who you really are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not about the outcome. It still could have been a messy day, messy night, but you can still walk away from that feeling like you were who you are. You acted mm-hmm. out of integrity with who you really are, and that you feel more connected with those around you, and you didn't lose that. And that you know that has no dollar signs attached to mm-hmm. it. That has no numbers or stats attached to it. You could have that just by you know, the way that you choose to carry your life, your choice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you get to define it. And that's the most important part. Yeah. I think every single one of us should have the ability to define what it means to be successful. You don't yes, need to yeah. have the traditional image. I think that we are shown in today's day and age that success means having a fancy car, a mansion, a million dollars. No, that's not true. Success is whatever you choose to view it. Success is, it's it's all about how you look at it based on where you are. We're all different chapters of our lives. So it's not, I don't think it's fair of us to create this one standard, assuming that we're all at the same exact chapter. Yes. Yeah, and, there's and, no winner here. Well, there's and no winner at all. The way yeah. that would translate into our world, world or Oleg, is, um, is, you know, we always encourage families to remember that there is no perfection in raising human beings. Like, the, like, I feel like in the old school mentality, it was like, okay, you're the perfect parent, you're the perfect family. If you have kids that are like, they never get in trouble at school, and they're like, yes, ma'am. And they're like, um, they're just always you respectful. You bring them around other people. Yeah, yeah, they eat their peas. They like sit Sit still at the dinner table. They like do well when they're like you know tired yeah, and in crowds. Right, right. No, <laughs> but we teach families that like true success when you're raising human souls is like teaching kids intrinsic motivation. So they actually do what's like what's a wonderful thing to do when you're not like hovering over them, threatening them. Like when when no one's looking, they help someone in need. Or when no one's looking, they choose to like have self-control and not like smack their buddy on the playground because they wouldn't give them the ball. Or like there's intrinsic motivation. There's relationship at the end of the night. Like there's success in like the fact that you are able to like deal with challenges together, connected by not having to threaten them. Like just tonight, Mm -hmm. um, our little guy before we, we were a few minutes late. It was great that you were a little late too, because we were upstairs like dealing with like sibling drama and like my little guy like got a a note sent home from school saying that he had been talking in class and he was like so embarrassed and like so sad about it we've we've talked about this before and we've had some like great success with him not getting in trouble and he's like really he doesn't get in trouble much at school but but the point is like him getting another note tonight like it doesn't 
it doesn't crush us as a family because we're, we don't view success as like kids that never mess up, kids that never get in trouble, kids that never make mistakes. We view success as like really having the tools to be able to teach that little guy in the moment, it's okay, you made a mistake. What did you learn? All right, yeah, what are you what feeling? What are we going right? to do with this now? Yeah. What are we going to do with it? And like, it's happened a few times. So it looks like now we need to move on to like make amends with the teacher. And like, what are you feeling right now? You're feeling scared. Let's move through that. Like, where does that feeling show up? How are you get like all like that's success to me. It's not like having the kid that never gets in trouble in class. So yeah. it is so I love that idea of um, what is success. You get to define it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, it's, we always encourage families to view like success is not having kids that are like perfect robots, robots. Mm-hmm. Like who the heck wants to raise robots? Robots are so boring, boring. <laughs> okay. You guys, so we've, we've got to like, we've got to wrap it up soon. We have a habit of going long on our podcast because incredible guests <laughs> like you, we could talk forever with, Um, But I'm going to kind of summarize here and then I want you to Uh to touch a little bit more on this last point because it's so important and it's going to really apply to our families that listen to this podcast. So we've talked about kind of the two points a lot, which is just make sure you believe in yourself, you know, reach within, listen to your inner voice. Um, And then number two was like, there is no challenge too great to overcome. We definitely spoke to that. And then Mm -hmm. number three, I love this idea that you and I spoke a little bit on, on the phone earlier is prioritize prioritize the why not the how mm-hmm. and tell us just a little bit more about that to wrap it up and then we're gonna you know i'm gonna make sure you tell us where we can find you and where listeners can follow along and make a donation or however we can support you best but mm-hmm. tell us tell us first about this idea of prioritizing the why because this is something families i want you to listen up on really closely because this is very important to your journey as you're learning positive parenting and you're trying to incorporate it into the fabric of your lives. Mm -hmm. That's a very fascinating point that you bring up. So the way that I would answer that is that I firmly believe that when it comes to this concept of purpose, that we already have it. But oftentimes we look and try and create new experiences and these defining moments that are going to result in that purpose. But really, the experiences that we already had and the events that have happened to us, they can be turned into purpose. What it boils down to is, are you choosing to look at them from a point of view where you can view them as something purposeful to you? So for me, what I've learned over time is that when we speak about purpose, it really boils down to two things. First is defining it. And then as you live and experience life, you get to refine it. So it, it's all already within you. And when, when I s- spoke to you earlier about the how, for the longest time, I used to think that I needed to have all of the answer before starting. Yeah. And, and oh boy, was that not fully true. Yeah. Because what I've noticed myself doing is I would have a particular task in hand and I would break down the how as far as all these different steps. So by the time I get to step 100 in accomplishing that particular task, it becomes extremely overwhelming to even start with the first one. Yeah. So what I've learned throughout the whole journey is that what it really boils down to is just starting where you are with what you know, the how you figure out as you go, and the steps that you envision right now into getting to wherever it is that you want most likely will not be the steps that you actually take in this life. So take the first step. When it comes to parenting, because there is no blueprint, and for any of those who have 
found a blueprint through Google or whatever the source is, <laughs> please share it with me. I'd love to share it with all it's the It's called the Foundations course, Oleg. We got it. Yeah, I'm going to give it. it to you, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> but we're constantly updating it. <laughs> it's but, no magic pill. Don't give me the rock. No, and, and that's what I've learned is that parents or whoever the person may be, you just have to start. You just have to start doing it. You just have to believe in yourself more than you ever think you could. And, and truly know that you have all the answers within you. Yeah. You have all the answers within you. What I'm learning along this journey is that the way that I find some of those answers that may not have seemed as apparent as they were is by showing different aspects of myself to different people. So having conversations like this, but really listening and, and seeing and understanding a completely new aspect of myself. Because when you think about self, right, self was probably made up of hundreds and even thousands of layers. There is a reason why I can connect with both genders. There is a reason why I can connect with people of different ages. There's a reason why I can connect with people of different nationalities. And those are all different selves within you. So what I've learned along this journey is that all the answers are already within you. It, it really boils down to... Are you willing to put yourself in the journey where you are li willing to listen to that inner voice and figure it out as you go? One of the biggest questions that I ask, in fact, on our particular podcast that we have, is I remember at the very beginning of starting it all, I, I took the traditional route of journalism. That's all I knew yeah. was that you, you have a set of questions and then it became very scripted and halfway through the interviews, it just became very difficult to be an active listener. Since that, I completely abandoned that structure and I only posed one question to the, to the person that we're having on the show. And that is, what is the question that you are currently seeking an answer to in life? Nice. It makes them take a step back. It makes them related to their own story. So they're not having to repeat the same story over and over again, but rather I'm creating a space where they can also learn more about themselves and their strengths and all the areas that they may want to improve in. And that's that's really what you guys are doing. And, and I really do admire that and I really mean it because you guys are creating a space not only for other people to experience and understand their own experiences, but really you, you're showing them that this is what it means to be human. Yes, yes. Because when you look at all of the, when you look at majority of other places in today's world, I mean, I always pick the example of Starbucks, and I hope I'm not picking at them for this. But <laughs> it's as if like when I walk in and I place that order, and before I even pay, it's like order for all, like ready to go. It's like they knew that I was going to come in there at 144 right. on a Monday and make that latte. How, <laughs> and it doesn't give me any opportunities to engage even with the person behind the counter beyond the how, how are you and how is your day going? But rather, right. what's going on in your life? Yeah, yeah. What's, you know, what are you, what are you struggling with? Like, how, how can I help? What can we do? Those conversations don't happen. So platforms like these are extremely important because they give people that opportunity to reflect, take a step back and just acknowledge the fact that, okay, I am a human being, I am imperfect, and I'm going to make all of these decisions along the way, but why don't I just embrace myself for all of them and embrace the fact that those are the things that make up who I am? 
instead of punishing myself for all the things that you guys mentioned, when the kid doesn't perform well in school, the reason why I laughed is because that was me. Yeah. In fact, I might have even gone a step beyond that. Yeah. I used to end up at the principal principal's office probably once a week, a couple of times a month. Yeah, yeah. Because I just didn't understand. I Like one kid would behave this way. Another kid would behave that way. How do you choose which one to mimic? Right, right. Oh which gosh. one, quote unquote, got it right. Yeah. You just try. You oh, try we, and figure we've it had out. Our, we've had this, a visit in the principal's office. <laughs> yeah. And if this one person it doesn't work out, then you end up there. And all of a sudden my parents are called in. And I'm having to explain to them that I'm just a child following this guy's lead because right. I have no idea who else to look up to. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The principal's office ain't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a place of learning. I bonded quite a bit. Seriously. Yeah. Well, And it gave me an opportunity to skip some of the classes. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't have to make that up. That was the coolest part of it all. As soon as yeah. you get sound, sent down to the principal's and then when you went up to the classroom, the teachers have never told me, hey, you missed this assignment. You're going to have to do it. It's just class was over, and I was just like, wow. No, <laughs> life keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> Life keeps going. And it's a good thing that I missed that test because I might not have studied for it. So. Right. Oh, my goodness. Literally, I'm like smiling ear to ear. I'm so happy that we recorded this. Earlier when Oleg and I talked, he said, you know, do you usually record video? And I was like, no, we try to like do just audio to make sure we have a total glitch free. He's like, you know, maybe record video so you can. And I'm, I'm so happy we did this time because I, I just feel like I've been smiling ear to ear. Literally, your story, you are so inspirational. I feel like you beam light and... Um, I just am so grateful for you taking the time tonight to share your story with us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for all of our listeners to go just learn more about what you're doing in the world and, and just listen to the stories that you are taking time and effort and um, working so hard to share. So tell us, just to wrap it up here, where mm -hmm. we can find you, where on social you are, what your website is, and really what the best way um, we what we can do to support you in, in this mm -hmm. beautiful mission that you have. I think the best way to connect with us would probably be through our website, and that is overcomingodds.today, not okay. .com, .today. Cool. So for, because that's one of the things we always get. It's like, wait, say it again. All right. Did I catch <laughs> that right? Um, beyond that, you know, it's just any other traditional social media platform. The, the thing that we're looking for as far as people who are listening to this and looking to engage is for anyone that's listening and felt like they didn't have a place to belong, felt like they really couldn't see themselves and accept themselves for who they are, just know that this is a community that truly stands for that. Now, you get to choose as far as how you engage with that. You get to choose when you speak. You get to choose when you listen. But most importantly, the space is created for you. The space is created for you to process your story and to help you understand that you're not alone throughout this whole journey. None of us are. No matter how difficult the times may get, there's always one other person who has gone through whatever it is that you're facing. Yes, yeah. And as long as you put yourself out there, this is what I've learned. When I started to put myself out there and I started to openly discuss all the things that I went through, all the challenges, that's when I started to attract other people. People said, me too. Yeah. Yep, I've been there. Yep, yes, I've been in yeah. situations where I didn't have this. I've been in situations where, from a parent perspective, where I had to deal with one of my children who didn't, quote unquote, behave in the way that I wanted them. Right. So yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's all a process. It's all a journey. 
but I truly do believe that we can get through it together. Oh, mic drop. That is like the ending quote of the night. It is so true. I love it. Well, I share that we, we I love that we share in that common ground, Oleg. We really can get through anything together. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Listeners, go check out overcomingodds.today, not.com, overcomingodds.today. And we'll make sure we put um, everything we spoke about today in the show notes so you guys can easily just click on over um, from whatever platform you're listening to to find the links. And um, Oleg, thanks again for being here today. (laughs) For more info and links to everything we talked about during today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 42. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.